0: You're listening to Soul Crush, a podcast dedicated to spirituality, sexuality, and sharing stories that inspire the soul. We release an episode each new and full moon devoted to healing the shame that binds us and illuminating the infinite possibilities and courage of the human spirit. We recognize infinite universal divinity as who we really are and help move others away from ideas and beliefs around God and love that are oppressive. We support the fullest expression of our soul's highest callings to be of service in this world. This is a celebration not of the I or of the me, but of universal love and reverence for the earth that we walk upon. I am your grateful host, Adriana Rizzolo, and I am humbled and honored to be here with you all. Welcome back to Soul Crush. On today's show, I am interviewing Mark Whitwell. I've been following Mark for some time now. He's a senior yoga teacher, and on my own path of teaching, I've really resonated with a lot of the things that he shared. So I'm super excited to have you receive some of the teachings and transmissions that he offers. And also for the purpose of this podcast of Soul Crush in particular. You know one of the things that I think suppresses and crushes um in a negative way, obviously, the soul crush has a connotation of you know people that I feel a soul crush or connection to that was part of the intention of it, but also you know the things that do crush our soul, and I really feel like Mark speaks very directly and repetitively in the way that we need to hear um, certain ideas that have been imposed on us, even in the spiritual and yoga world that are based on the structures of power dynamics and structured from, you know, this patriarchal um, paradigm. So I'm going to start by reading something that Mark wrote because I really resonate with it and think, and I hope that you will too. You are the power of the cosmos, pure intelligence, and unspeakable beauty in perfect intrinsic harmony with the entire cosmos. This is the fact. It is not the hopeful spiritual language. It is not poetry. It is a fact. The ancient yogas of participation allow your mind to be cognizant of this fact and rest in the natural state. Without receptivity being half of the process of asana, the very purpose of strength is to receive. The popular ideas of yoga are continuing the delusion of needing to get somewhere as if you are not already the power and beauty of reality. Yoga is the participation only in what we have already been given, not an attempt to get somewhere. The struggle of mediocre gymnastics being called yoga today were founded by misogynistic men misogynist men, and unwitting, unwittingly passed on by enthusiasts, men and women, who exploit the gullibility of the public. The public, already programmed by the dark upsum- assumptions of religious power structure that built civilization, are already susceptible to the search for a future alternative state in the name of yoga. This enterprise is the active denial of the natural state, the perfect harmony, union with all, including the female male polarity, which is the nurturing power of all. A pathology abounds of the need to create teachings of all kinds, being teachers, passing on teachings, even after death, obsession over institutional and personal legacy. When all the while Mother Nature is doing a perfect job in bringing us forth and sustaining us in her abundance, man's heaven has created a hell of this abundant paradise. There is no need for a teaching, for men to be absorbed in the natural state and committed to Mother Earth, and women here is the perfect preparation for death, not the obsession with the teachings and the legacy. The search denies the feminine and Mother Earth. It creates the vulgar denial or exaggeration of sex. God-realization is in the other direction. We must wake down, then we wake up. The embrace of all tangible conditions, body-breath, and relationship in that order. That's where God is. So there you have it. I'm not really sure. There's much else to say, <laughs> so I'm so excited for you to be here and for you to be receiving this. And let me know what you learned and what you liked. And please give us a rating on iTunes so I can keep it going. And you know, check out Mark's Instagram, Mark Whitwell, his website, uh, Heart of Yoga. Hold on, let me double check. Heartofyoga.com. There'll be links on the page as well, and please just stay in touch and let me know how I can serve you, and I trust that you're receiving this with a good heart and with a lot of love surrounding you in your life. Hello, welcome back to Soul Crush today, I am having a very enlightening and exciting conversation with my friend and teacher named mark whitwell hello mark
1: hi how are you doing i'm really good it's just wonderful to be sitting here in the gardens of krishnamurti's home in ojai california with you yeah it's been wonderful being with you for these few days
0: yeah so i've been participating in and receiving some of the teachings on mark's teacher training and retreat like he just said, and here in Ojai. And so right now we're sitting out in the garden and having some tea and enjoying the sun and the little bugs that are flying around. And just, yeah, I'm I'm really grateful that you are so generous with your time and and really generous with your teaching. Like a bug flying around. (laughs) Like a bug, (laughs) just flying around, just doing Mm -hmm. its thing. you've been teaching for quite some time i've mm-hmm. gathered mm-hmm. and i'm curious you know yoga has become something that is pretty popular in our country you're from new zealand yes mm-hmm. and is it as popular in new zealand
1: certainly yeah all all western countries and even asian countries You know, it's like coming into, at least in view of the public, Mm -hmm. if not public activity. It's certainly sort of known about, I'd say, in the general public Mm -hmm. mind.
0: Yeah. Mm. What do you feel, something I'm really curious to ask you is, you know, after being a teacher for so long and just being exposed to so many different teachers and students and, in so many different countries and, you know, just, I feel like you must have some, a very vast perspective on, you know, the way that people perceive yoga Mm -hmm. and how they perceive it. Mm -hmm. And from that perspective, what do you feel like is missing? Like, do you feel like there's anything missing in the way that it's typically presented to Oh, c- certainly.
1: Yoga has been popularized in recent decades. And in that popularization of yoga, uh, much of the actual tradition of yoga has been uh, missed out. Mm-hmm. I'd say, you know, the, <coughs> the principles from the great tradition that the teacher of our teachers brought forth, and that is Krishnamacharya, Turvanamalai Krishnamacharya. What did I just say? Turumalai.
2: Mm.
1: It was his beautiful name. Mm. And Krishnamacharya lived until 1989. He was 101 years old when he died. And he came from a family of great uh, Vedanta uh, scholars Mm. that trace their roots to the, actually to the ninth century, to Natamuni of South Mm. India, the actual biological, (laughs) lineage that they can trace that goes back that far. And these people were definitely holders of the great tradition. So Krishnamacharya was born into that family and he was indeed a scholar, uh, like a religious scholar Mm -hmm. um, and highly regarded in India. But as part of that scholarship was the scholarship of yoga Mm. and how he brought yoga out in the context of his understanding of the great tradition and all its religious aspects. Mm-hmm. So, um, in the popularisation of yoga, much of what he brought forth has not been included in in what is what is being taught.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it tends to be confined to, you know, a young person and athletic person's pastime, and it's been mixed up with gymnastics and. Uh, wonderful exaggerated <coughs> accomplishments in the body like it's athletics or gymnastics mm-hmm. and then regretfully it's also been used as a marketing uh, platform to mm-hmm. for fashion and mm-hmm. it's a fairly low-cost business for anybody to enter and start a studio oh, on yeah. a street
2: mm-hmm.
1: and um so this is the way yoga has been spread and it's this idea of you start 200 hours of training with somebody and whatever the arbitrary package of knowledge is and then that, that spread very broadly as right. a low-cost business yeah around the world and so it's spread yoga in in a very much a, a partiality
2: mm-hmm.
1: or even uh, misinformation yeah branded and spread with mm-hmm. the authority and the charm of the celebrity mm-hmm. yoga teacher
2: mm-hmm
0: what are the pieces that you feel like are, like what are a few different pieces that you feel are missing? Like what are the kind of key?
1: Essentially the technology of asana for any person, no matter who the person is, is this matter of bringing the inhale to the exhale. The purpose of asana, the, pers- the, the purpose of body movement called asana or postures is the participation in the breath to with the breath mm-hmm. as your life mm-hmm. is, is the most fundamental or a fundamental aspect or quality of your life is your breath. Mm-hmm. You are a, a beautiful breathing organism mm-hmm. and to be with your breath is to be with that which is breathing you. And of course, two polarities of the breath, the exhale and the inhale and the mm-hmm. exhale is the strong aspect of life, and the inhale is the receptive aspect of life. Mm. So, this yoga that anybody can do, no matter who you are, Krishnamacharya would say, if you can breathe, you can do yoga.
2: Mm-hmm. I love that.
1: Yeah. And there is a yoga that fits every person, no matter who the person is, according to the body type, the age, and the health of the person, and the cultural background of the person. Yeah and the capacity of the person to have time to practice and mm-hmm. the inclination to practice can all be taken into account. And we adapt the yoga to the individual, not yeah. the individual to some idea of uh, you know, arbitrary attainment, mm-hmm. some criteria of uh, being a winner or a loser in yeah. whatever arbitrary criteria is given. So this has got nothing to do with yoga.
0: Thank God. It's like
1: thank God <laughs> I like word, you know, Thank God. yeah Yoga okay. is each person's direct embrace of reality itself, the mm-hmm. power of this cosmos that is that brought us here in the first place mm-hmm. and is presently arising. It's each one of us, mm-hmm. the power of the cosmos that is my heartbeat and breath and sex. It is arising as a pure intelligence how life is functioning, how Mm. this body is functioning, and every body is functioning. Mm. Extraordinary, Mm. unfathomable intelligence that science cannot understand. What is a life? Mm -hmm. And we are that, each one of us is that. And it is unspeakable beauty, life. Mm. Everything, you know, everything in the natural world is utter beauty. It is the beauty. Every leaf, you know, sunlight on the water, each star
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, everything in the natural world is, is utter beauty, mm-hmm. and each person is that beauty. Mm-hmm. Is the natural world arising? Yeah, So that's the situation we're in. And we are in perfect harmony with the rest of the cosmos, intrinsically so, perfect harmony. That's the fact of our situation. It's just how it is. This body right now knows what it's doing with air. Yeah. You know, I was saying we're a breathing machine. Mm-hmm. Breathing is, you know, high chemistry going on, high energy process of this biological body relationship with air mm-hmm. that I'm utterly dependent upon. Take away the air and see what happens.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. Take away light and see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, we, you know, one scientist said if the sun went out, there'd be eight more minutes of human life, and that would be it. Wow. <laughs> went, so, we, you know, we're in yeah. a utter yeah. continuity with the rest of the cosmos for our own existence. That's who and what we are. Mm-hmm.
0: And it's it's amazing to me that, you know, a system like yoga that could go in either direction. And I feel like I personally have experienced both of one perpetuating self-hatred and guilt and Mm -hmm. shame and shoulds Mm -hmm. and should nots and everything that comes around, uh, everything that comes along with that. And at the same time, just from a little bit of a different or what feels to me like a more true, presentation or transmission of that same thing that we're talking about. If we're talking about yoga, Mm. there's, you know, one word that we're all talking about and Mm. that it can be perceived in so many different ways is Mm. also just fascinating to me. And that can also be the same thing that, like you're speaking to connects us into that intrinsic beauty. You know, the same thing that can make me hate my body in in one regard, you know, presented in a certain way can also connect me into that beauty that is just undeniable, you know, that is inside of every experience. That, well, I'm saying if you know, it I've is had. yoga,
1: if it is yoga, yeah. it will immediately be the participation in your intrinsic connection mm. to what life is, mm-hmm. to what reality is, mm-hmm. that some cultures call God. Right. You know, God, reality itself, is arising as each leaf, each bee, mm-hmm. each body, mm-hmm. my body, your body. The source of reality is arising. The power of the cosmos, is it arising as you and me? And yoga is simply my participation, your participation in that fact. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, w- the social mind of our societies, the thought structures of our mind is based on the idea of some future improvement Mm -hmm. towards a future ideal, a future perfection, Mm -hmm. a future God realization, a future enlightenment. Mm -hmm. And that has caused this, or a future success of any kind, right? Mm -hmm. This has caused the thought structures of our mind where we are winners or losers in this arbitrary criteria that society gives us in its power structures mm-hmm. to get to a future result. And we're always the losers in that arrangement.
2: Yeah, <laughs> so always. You can't win. win. Yeah. <laughs>
1: well, some some imaginary celebrity perfect mm-hmm. person can win. And mm-hmm. you see, this is as much in the spiritual thought structures. Mm. We're deeply modelled on this idea of a perfect person. Mm-hmm. Some it makes God, me feel like I'm going to cry. Yeah, some God-perfect person yeah. implies that every everyone else is not perfect. And we're given that arbitrary criteria of struggle towards a future result. And this is how yoga is popularized. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it could be sort of the ideas of um, you know improving your body with dramatic gymnastics on your body and mm-hmm. so forth but it's the same idea it's an arbitrary criteria and this is what's missing mm-hmm. from yoga the way yoga is popularized now you go back to your original inquiry and that what is missing is the perfect participation in your breath is the point of the asana mm-hmm. And that anybody can do that this this is the magic um, secret of yoga and mm. the magic power of yoga is to be with your breath and use the anatomy of the whole body to participate in your mm. breath mm-hmm. and there is the inhale and the exhale as I said the exhale is the strength of life the inhale is the receptivity of life it is the male and female polarity of mm. life that mm. brought us all here in the first place. We all come from male and female, that mm. perfect, natural, intrinsic union and harmony, mm-hmm. right, is the power of the cosmos, and it brought us each here. Mm. It is presently our condition. We are all, whether we're in a male body or a female body, mm. we are all male and female, mm-hmm. right. No matter what our sexual practice is, our sexual preference, or whatever our gender identification is, we are all male, female.
0: Right. Right. Why do you feel like the feminine, or do you feel like the feminine aspect, or that state of receptivity, would you say that that's the feminine? Yeah. You know... To use language. Right, to use language, because that's what we're, we what, we wouldn't have anything to say if we weren't using language, we but just I totally understand. Hey, we could, just we could call it, my friend started calling it, like, the shepherd and the lion. Like, she was trying to make up, you know, a different, um, different words for what we're talking about, because she was like, I don't want to call it the masculine and How feminine anymore. I'm going to start using these analogies. Like, that's her thing. Hey, but. We could just sit quietly
1: here under the trees with the bees mm-hmm. and the sunlight, and you could record it, and then put it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> the silence.
2: Yes.
1: Well, listen yeah. to the silence. Yeah. The yeah. sound of silence. Yeah. It's powerful. Paul Simon. <laughs> yeah. Listen to the silence.
0: Yeah.
2: Um,
1: but, but yeah, we, that we are aspect of, you using know. language and my language was that the exhale is the muscular strength of life that mm-hmm. comes from the base of the body and spine that is an ascending, you know, the exhale is an ascent. Mm-hmm. The inhale is a descent mm-hmm. to receive through the crown and the frontal line of the body. The mm-hmm. air comes down. You know, It's a literally a literal descent mm-hmm. of air and, and energy. So uh, yoga practice is this participation in the inhale and the exhale, which mm-hmm. is participation in strength that is utterly receptive, mm-hmm. which is the ascent and the descent aspects of life, the male and the female aspects of life. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Deep in the mystic traditions is this idea of above to below that Mm -hmm. has profound uh, mystic meaning in many cultures. You know, the Star of David is that. The Sri Yantra of uh, ancient India is Mm -hmm. that. Uh, The union of above to below, Mm -hmm. the union of strength with receptivity Mm -hmm the union of inhale with exhale Mm -hmm. is the union of male with female that brings heaven to earth Mm -hmm. that enables the source to become seen Mm -hmm. the source reality takes form spirit takes form Mm -hmm. as all parents know that utter God God realizing beauty of birth Mm -hmm. procreation and birth is extraordinary beauty for the human life that our, our real life is based upon you know mm. real life real birth yeah. real intimacy and this yoga that anybody can do the union of the inhale with the exhale of strength with receptivity is like a primordial practice before humanity even invented the idea of teachings of doctrine of the written word that mm. could be spread around as a controlling mechanism mm-hmm. of the public mm-hmm. of territories like rome did you mm-hmm. know yeah. king ashoka did in asia mm. uh, s- spread an influence by using the the beautiful utterance of yogi realizes and then write it down turn it into doctrine but then take away the yoga yeah and this is the controlling mechanism selling spiritual beauty as a mechanism to create the idea of the superior person mm-hmm. the priest mm-hmm. the guru the the perfected human being that mm-hmm. is used as an icon uh, of control mm-hmm. implying that everybody else is not perfect mm-hmm. and just a simple analysis of the situation when i ask people I ask you, are you the power of the cosmos, mm-hmm. really? And I ask people to reflect on that and answer the question, yes or no, are you the power of the cosmos? Like, what can create you, mm-hmm. this present body sitting there? Mm-hmm. What can create it? What is creating it? Mm-hmm. It's like, whoa. <laughs> and I find that anybody can get that, yeah. they can understand that. And look at how this body is functioning, it's heartbeat, breath, Mm -hmm. and sex. It's it's an intelligence beyond, beyond what life is, you know. That I can see you, that my mind can think, that I can talk to you, like, Mm -hmm. wow, how intelligent is a mind that can think? Mm -hmm. This function of life, the function of the body called mind, is Mm -hmm. so utterly beautiful, extraordinary. That I can see you clearly, Mm -hmm. I can see the forms of creation, by looking out with my eyes you know mm-hmm. this life can see your life it's mm-hmm. like wow it's just so all amazing yeah. my ears can hear my hair can grow mm-hmm. you know yeah. and i have this intrinsic as i said this utter dependence on air and light and the green realm the mm-hmm. plant kingdom where my nutrition comes from mm-hmm. and an inherent harmony with the male-female mm. collaboration, which is the power of life itself that brings all life through mm. in a nurturing field, yeah. in a nurturing substrata, which is life itself. You know, Through male-female union mm. comes mother-father. Mm-hmm. The flow of nurturing begins in one cell, as one cell. Mm. And then blooms into our whole body within three days and there we have life Mm -hmm. and i am that life and you are that life yeah yoga is simply the participation in that
0: life Mm -hmm. i can remember walking one time through a park and just having this moment of realization that i didn't have to do anything to take that first breath like it wasn't something that i had to figure out and like I mean, as far as I know, wasn't that, it wasn't this planned thing? You know, exactly. to just come into the world and yeah. <gasps> mm-hmm. you know, it would just happened out of you know, and and some kind of relief that came from that willingness to receive. And I really appreciate the way that you share one, you know, the dissolving of these or you know structures that have been put into place and that we. In our own ways have you know adopted through our society but you also have a very strong reverence for your teachers mm-hmm. and a strong connection to and what feels to me like a devotion mm-hmm. to your own teachers and mm-hmm. to life also itself is what i'm feeling and hearing you say right? Certainly, yeah and i think that that's an important piece of it too because and to me what feels like A little bit tricky or something when it comes to the you know the guru you know there is nobody above you Mm. but at least you know i teach a lot of people and i'm around a lot of yoga students and that deep reverence and what you just you know that nurturing quality that is available in the deep respect and reverence of another human life without putting it on that pedestal is very tricky in my experience and very, it's sticky. It's not, you know, because it is a conditioned thing and it's so innate in us. There was even a moment in your retreat yesterday where I shared something and afterwards felt like, fuck, I feel like I didn't say what I wanted to say and what came out of my mouth almost was something that was conditioned (laughs) that needed to come out of my mouth, but it wasn't even what I actually wanted to say. Yeah, but I remember
1: it was a beautiful uh, attempt, and I received it Mm. uh, with such gratitude from you, is that you were you wanted to speak uh, some uh, confusion that has been created in this world in the recent decades of uh, the the idea of guru as being senior, Mm. as being an authority, and uh, your uncertainties around that and some early attempts in your life that were a little difficult Mm -hmm. with various people posing as teachers being authorities to your life or being senior to you implying that you were second to Mm -hmm. some big idea or Mm -hmm. some big person Mm -hmm. and probably some charming person Mm -hmm. or even a logical person
2: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah,
1: that in that social arrangement of them being senior to you made you second. (laughs) Uh, This is called the social dynamic of disempowerment. Mm. And I think it must be understood. And I uh, so admire your your attempt to unravel Mm. uh, some of that social confusion. It's Mm. not your confusion, it's the confusion of the society that you were born into, that you're uh, becoming victorious over Mm -hmm. in your life now as you go along. But, you know, I do definitely have reverence for my teachers. They're very dear people and very sincere and serious people, you know, like mm-hmm. scholars of mm-hmm. life. You know, like, uh, how do we get our life right? <laughs> how do yeah. we make, so- make sense of the you know, great uh, transmissions from other human beings that have come down through the ancient wisdom worlds to the present modern world you know what do we do with it and what do we do with a life yeah yeah being given what do we do with it yeah and these people were very sincere to me and i became friends with them friends you Mm. know i wasn't junior to them i wasn't put in a, a place of uh being uh socially Second to Mm -hmm. their socially inferior in Mm -hmm. any kind of way, they were people who didn't put themselves on pedestals. Right. Who actually actively dismantled the pedestal if it was assumed by the student to Mm -hmm. be there, Mm -hmm. or in horrors assumed by themselves to be there. Say, oh no, that's not the way it is. Yeah. Because an emphatic statement from the great tradition is that the the Guru is no more than a friend, and no less than a friend. Mm. We might spell friend with capital F. Mm-hmm. It's it's um, a matter of great affection mm-hmm. and uh, mutual respect mm-hmm. between two actual people. Is mm-hmm. the universal means mm-hmm. of spiritual transmission in this world? Yeah. In recent times, however, uh, they took the this idea of guru and turned the guru into a person who had authority who had seniority in mm. society who was a special person who perhaps had special clothes and a special chair yeah. and special status and special wealth
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know and maybe a special car <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and a special aeroplane right and this is where the all the problems began and they toxified the function of mm. the teacher. Mm-hmm. And you know, these and these uh, in the delusion of this uh, guru idea, people have you know, they did control their public, mm-hmm. you know, and they did create wealth, etc., mm-hmm. etc., et and it's created a mess of that the guru, that beautiful guru function of yeah. humanity that was always there. Yeah, see, so in the Veda culture. Uh, that created over a long, long time, you know, many thousands of years, this what evolved was this matter called yoga, which is each person's direct embrace, intimacy with life itself, mm. reality itself, that some people may well call God, mm. you know, the source of all existence arising as everything. Mm. <laughs> it was each the way that uh, people in a non-hierarchical society mm. uh, embraced their own power and their own beauty yeah. it was for all people and it wasn't a hierarchy there was, it wasn't there you see the guru was a, an arising and local community wh- which was just the function of mother nature As mother nature's nurturing mm. um, was um, something that happened yeah. in human life and that person had a particular function to nurture others, right? mm. and in that ancient culture of veda the guru wasn't there to for his or her own sake to create a following or to create a sort of a continuity you know for themselves the guru was there for the moksha of the student for the liberation of the student mm. that was the purpose and when that liberation occurred which it did Mm. That was the whole purpose of it—the mm-hmm. liberation of each student. Yeah. When it occurred, the guru function then dissolved. It wasn't needed anymore. Mm. Of course, there might be a lifelong uh, great gratitude mm-hmm. for that person who helped you in your life. Yeah. But there's not—it's not a sort of a thing that where you're following a person.
0: Right. Yeah. You know? Can I ask you? So you know, because when you speak to it in that way, you know. That there is, in, on one level, there is no further state of realization. There is, not, you know, there is nothing that is outside of what we're experiencing right now to be realized. And mm-hmm. when you speak to this moksha and this mm-hmm. state of liberation mm-hmm. or awareness, mm-hmm. what is the difference between just anybody in their own state of being a human and this realization that you just spoke to. Well,
1: it's just that it is, of course, the, the birthright of every person born to be intimate with our own reality. It's everybody's. And it's, it's sort of easier than you'd think if there is an actual yoga,
2: mm-hmm.
1: if there is an actual participation in the given reality. And I go right back to this, the actual participation of the inhale merging with the exhale, and the exhale merging with the inhale. That is the union of strength that is utterly receptive. That Mm -hmm. is the union of male-female within your own embodiment Mm. that gives us the capability of that union with somebody else, the union of male-female in collaboration. With another person whether that's same-sex or opposite-sex intimacy or any gender arrangement whatsoever mm. that's everybody's birthright mm-hmm. and if we're doing that uh, one, po- one empowers the other in an endless exchange mm. and that is everybody's birthright mm. and that's what everybody can do and if there is an actual yoga given to each person and sincere non-hierarchical arrangements where you're not trying to get anywhere because you're already there Mm -hmm. you're already life itself you're already the perfect wonder the power of creation arising then then it's there for Mm. all people yeah and it will heal this present uh, misery Mm. that the world is living in where the male has been dominant over the female and these insane arrangements of hierarchy where there's a senior person usually a male but sometimes a female mm-hmm. in control of of others and uh, an idea of uh, some either you know arduous or enthusiastic uh, work towards this future result mm-hmm. of perfection that the alleged guru or avatar or Christ or Buddha is supposed to be in.
2: Mm.
1: See, I say Christ was never such a person. Mm. Christ was guru, mm-hmm. an ordinary person mm. who realized that he was at one with reality itself. Mm. You know. And you know, not a not an authority, mm-hmm. not a boss. In fact, you know, I went to Australia and I was talking to an aboriginal man and he said to me, it was so beautiful to me, I almost wept hearing it. He said, some of us black people, we decide to become Christians. But for us, us who decide to become Christians, well, uh, Jesus, he's not the boss of us, mm. he's one of us. Mm. He's with us, mm-hmm. and phew, I heard that. Mm. And I realized that That's deep okay. in in wisdom society of all c- of indigenous culture, mm. Uh, spirituality is not used as a power, as an instrument of power. Mm-hmm. It's uh, the, the transmission of spiritual wisdom occurs in ordinary human relationships mm-hmm. of equality. Mm-hmm. And this is what must be there. Mm. And I think there's some hope in our world that the leaders of uh, great world religions, such as our present Pope, of catholicism and our present dalai lama of tibetan buddhism they are they make a a big deal about being ordinary mm-hmm. human beings mm-hmm. they're not in a place of superiority over others mm-hmm. and i think that's a beautiful sign yeah. beautiful hope for yeah. humanity however their whole culture the institutions is doing something else and suggesting something else mm-hmm. and the priesthood of those is suggesting something else. Right. So we're a long way from <laughs> yeah. unraveling the the problem for humanity. However, I think that's a good sign. Mm-hmm. And what I know to be true if there was an actual yoga practice is the first principle of those traditions. If Christians if Christians in their great devotion and to their guru Jesus Christ, if they had an actual yoga practice, if the, if the Buddhists had an actual yoga practice, then they would dismantle those hierarchical ideas mm-hmm. in their own culture. Yeah. You see, And what happens is that we change from being, uh, you know, exoteric religion, uh, you know, temple religion of India, for example, becomes... Uh, yogic religion, Mm -hmm. you know, which is simply participation in reality itself. And in that ancient Veda, the culture that that was the mother bed of yoga over thousands of years in Veda, um, there was a culture of simple non-hierarchical, you know, egalitarian equalness of everything. Mm -hmm. And in that culture, the deity and the guru and God and your spouse and your own body and the entire elemental world was all equal. Mm-hmm. The Guru didn't imply a seniority. The deity didn't imply this you're the same as the deity. And yeah. you're doing a yoga practice which is your embrace of that oneness. Yeah. That is arising as all of life. And mm-hmm. that's what yoga is. So when in these patriarchal systems when somebody takes on a yoga practice and i hope everybody gets it soon in Mm -hmm. due course in this popularization of yoga around the world so all people who are sincere in their life or who might have a cultural background or religious background they need a yoga practice Mm. because it was always there It was the mother's milk of a life of faith it's Mm. just what you did Mm -hmm. if you Head inspiration
0: And that sense of inclusiveness that comes within that, you know, to me that yoga practice being this, what you're saying of this interrelatedness of all beings and all things yes. and this what is available, you know, um, yes. is so much greater when, yeah. you know, we're willing to participate in that way, I think. Yeah. Do you feel like people even... Though you teach this, <laughs> like everything you're saying, I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is awesome. Mark Whitwell is so awesome. Oh, oh my god, stop it. Stop it, stop it. you know, it's like yeah, fuck yeah, you know. And and then, do you feel like, because you're like, do you feel like people want to put you on a pedestal? And like, you know, your students when you travel around the world and you're teaching these principles, and you're so. To me, what yeah. seems like I mean, very it, sh- sincere about sure, it. Sure,
1: you know, it might, it might happen because that's the usual form of all right. social relating. All, all yeah. society is built upon that fake power structure. Right. You know? And so it's. Does that I mean can, do you get tired of no, being it can, like. It can sort of happen, but, you know, it is my responsibility, yeah. it is the teacher's responsibility to dismantle rapidly yeah. that thought structure. If somebody's putting me on a pedestal, I dismantle it. You know, they got a special chair. I'll go and sit in, on the floor somewhere else. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I'll definitely wear ordinary clothes, not clothes that just sort of like where I can that boosts my. You got a great outfit on, actually, my, technically. But I've got jeans and a shirt. So are talking pants. about. Oh. <laughs> but my my guru used to have a funny statement. He'd say, he only only criminals and holy men change their names. Mm. <laughs> is you're trying to you create a false identity, you know, and then fool the gullibility of the people. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I I mean no disrespect for people who have changed. There's a yeah. great and ancient tradition of for people to take on mm-hmm. um, uh, religious names, and I have great respect for all traditions. But I'm saying all traditions, as it was in the ancient time, require an actual yoga. Mm-hmm and Krishnamacharya called it the the practical means by which you actualize the great ideals mm. of your faith mm. it was always there so we want to get that in uh, around this world i'm saying every town every every city should have their gurus we need our yoga teachers yeah and the yoga teachers no more than a friend no less than a friend is it's one of um, Uh, mutual respect if there's any teacher and student
0: teachers you know listening to this which i know there will be or just you know people that are participating in their lives in some way where they might be seen as a leader or somebody that's you know in the helping profession what would you offer like one uh, practice or something that they could do because I'm assuming if they're listening to this, they're probably going to resonate with what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And how could somebody, you know, practically apply what you're teaching in their own life? I just think
1: the bottom line is for a teacher is someone who likes people. Mm -hmm. You just like people and you really do Mm -hmm. because they are life itself. Mm -hmm. You see, Krishna Machaya say, who can teach yoga? Three qualifications only. One, you have a good teacher yourself. Two, you practice yourself. Three, you care about others. Mm. See, If you have those, your practice, you your, that you have a teacher and that you practice, means that you're in love with life. Mm-hmm. You love life. Mm-hmm. I do my yoga. I do my inhale with my exhale, strength receiving. Uh, I love life. It is making love with life to do a yoga practice. Mm-hmm. And then I meet my friends. I like them. Mm-hmm. And this is the liberating principle that someone, when someone feels liked, mm-hmm. it gives them space to heal and mm-hmm. they can like themselves and they can start doing some practice that mm-hmm. is participation in the love of life that they have. Mm. And then it goes on. Yeah. So, you know, and just recognizing that old form, I mean, yeah. unfortunately, mm-hmm. I'm a tall white male, you mm-hmm. see, and tall white males have been screwing this humanity for a long time now, mm. you know, colonialism going out and destroying indigenous culture and creating power structures based on steel and weaponry, mm. you know, and religion has mm-hmm. been going on, you know, the instrument of power that that religion created by giving authority to tall white males. Mm-hmm. So I'm a tall white male, so mm. sometimes I can get that, you mm-hmm. see, and it's my responsibility to deconstruct it and be yeah. a friend and yeah. be, be a...
0: And give a different response. Yeah, be a
1: decent person to others and actually like people. Yeah,
0: Yeah, because I think that that's this moment that we're in where, you know, people are acknowledging these deeper wounded things in in our society and then in our own hearts and bodies, Mm -hmm. and we need a different response. We need to not lash out and then have that same exact person Mm -hmm. react to us the same way that it's been happening for however many thousands of years. And I feel like there's a lot of potential for, you know, growth and for evolution within that, you know, within that relationship of having someone and having people out there that can like somebody, even when they're in a moment of, you know, not that we do this perfectly in any way, but the willingness to let someone else have the reaction that maybe they need to have because no one in their family ever got to have that and have it be received.
1: And the teacher's role is to like somebody unconditionally Mm -hmm. as they go through this investigation of the thought structures and the emotions Mm -hmm. that were put into them and the abuse that they suffered in Mm -hmm. their early life and so forth. To be there, you know, truly as a friend, and I say maybe capital F because I don't necessarily mean personal friendship or casual relatedness, but I just mean a friend, someone who really loves somebody else, to be there while people unravel the thought structures of seeking towards a future result Mm -hmm. and uh, allow the release out of their systems, the traumas that have been put in their systems through this patriarchal arrangement of Mm -hmm. uh, superior and inferior and the arbitrary criteria being a winner or a loser that we're all born into. Yeah. So it needs, Know, as people go through that investigation it dissolves away and that can be it can be a bit of a process it yeah. can be a little difficult yeah uh, the teacher's role is to be there regardless mm. no matter what somebody's got. yeah <laughs> even people might get mean at you you know sometimes yeah. <laughs> because yeah. they think you're that they're in that old patriarchal arrangement or something right with you so you just have to you know be be in your heart be true to your heart and true to life and love everybody no matter what yeah i love that you
0: said one of your goals in this life is to uh, you didn't say it this way but you know purifying words like god and yoga and
1: i want to purify those words god guru sex and yoga Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) words to purify and bring complete dignity to gracious yeah. dignity. Yeah. And let them be a part of our human life. Yeah. That, that become words that are uh, utterly positive. Yeah. My book's coming out. There's going to be God and sex. Yeah. Now you get both. Yeah. It's, it's, it's out, almost <laughs> it's out. So good. It's Just about done. And you awesome. see, that take the two most powerful words in the English language and put them together mm-hmm. and allow them to purify each other mm-hmm. in each person's life mm-hmm. because clearly sex what is sex Se- the male female intrinsic union and harmony that is the nurturing force of life that brings all life through all life mm-hmm. all of life all plants mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. all creatures you know is this union of opposites <laughs> that reveals the source of opposites mm-hmm. and that's what yoga is that's what God is, that is how God is functioning. Mm-hmm. So God and sex are the same. Mm-hmm. And it's to be honored, you know, mm-hmm. in each yeah. person's life. And you know, the humanity in the last two and a half thousand years have made a complete mess of this And mm-hmm. its religious philosophies of residing as the witness only and getting away from experience so you can reside as consciousness itself, is mm-hmm. a deep theme in world religions. know, if you're a Christian, you get away from women, get to the monastery, concentrate on God, and go beyond desires, go go beyond women, go beyond sex. And it's created dreadful illness in Mm -hmm. society. It's created misogyny and the Mm -hmm. control of the denial of life. Mm If you're still in the village having sex, you are less than the great hero that went to the monastery, you mm-hmm. see, and that created the thought structures of Europe and America.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And um, we <coughs> disentangling ourselves from that idea now. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and an actual yoga practice of strength receiving participation in the natural state that is life itself that then... Uh, man and woman can come together as equals and opposites, Mm. which they actually are, of course, Mm. uh, where one empowers the other in an endless exchange of giving Mm. and receiving of each other.
2: Yeah.
1: That's what is possible. Mm. That's what life is doing anyway. Mm -hmm. And that's what we can do. It is our birthright to do that if we're given the yoga of participation in yeah. the given reality and that's what yoga is.
2: Mm-hmm. So beautiful Thank So you. I'm
1: very grateful for you to um bring out these points. Uh I'd say too, I'm very grateful to be right now in the garden of <laughs> this great teacher, J. Krishnamurti, who came from India and lived in this land for thirty years. Yeah. And uh he was known to be sort of a special person. Some would consider him to be like an enlightened person, whatever that means. But mm-hmm. um, he was <clears throat> a good friend of my yoga teachers, Desikachar and Krishnamacharya. <clears throat> and he realized that late, late in his life that yoga was uh, the means by which people could actualize what he was talking about. Right. But it never really got through because it was late in his life. Right. But but you know, from just a sort of final point to make use of such a person like mm. J. Krishnamurti, who some believed was not obstructed or all from the power of creation you mm-hmm. know, in body or mind. We could debate that, but right. you know, that, that many felt he was like that. Yeah. To make use of such a person, yoga is the means. Yeah. The practical response to meeting somebody who inspires you deeply. Mm, you know, yeah. in, the, the, in the classic line from the tradition, yoga is what you do in response to the guru's grace. Mm. Yoga is what you do in response to the grace of mm-hmm. Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> totally. So yoga is needed. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. I have one more mm. Topic I wanted to ask you if you would just share because I can just and also I had so many things I want to ask you and ask you answered like all of them like I was like I'm gonna ask you about sex and then you start talking about sex. I'm like, thank God. I don't have to ask anything I can just listen Mm -hmm. Um, But I would love to just hear and I heard a little bit the past couple days just about death and Yeah, what do you have to say about death?
1: Well, I'm saying life is nurturing Male, female, union, in perfect harmony created mother and father, the nurturing flow of life, mm-hmm. and created one cell that now has bloomed into 16 trillion cells, mm-hmm. the whole body, and it is a, a place of nurturing, life is nurturing. Mm-hmm. And everything about life is that if I hurt myself and there's pain, that pain is nurturing. Mm-hmm. It's like a literal healing. Pain is healing. It's mm-hmm. going, it allows for healing. It allows for change that I must make. Pain re- demands its own reduction, you know, mm-hmm. so pain is mother nature's healing process. Pain is not the enemy. Mm-hmm. So I'm saying there's nothing in life that is the enemy, including death. Mm-hmm. And we are in this arrangement where, uh, the, the, great power of this cosmos takes a form of a body and lives that body and then that body is no longer required or it goes through a certain lifespan, whatever it's given and there's a a finite lifespan for all bodies, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no matter and then it drops off Mm. and I in my experience I've attended a few deaths including my own parents my mother and father who died and what I saw that it was uh, death is a human necessity mm. you know and it is a great nurturing event mm. to uh, drop the body away mm. you know I, it might be the ultimate event of nurturing to mm. just l- let it go mm.
2: you know?
1: relax as soon as possible even before death
2: mm-hmm. you know
1: mm-hmm. so I think you know death is and this great event of nurturing. I know, you know my father said to me, "You know, don't worry son, this is a perfect arrangement. He, he said, you just get very tired and you want to go. Mm-hmm. So I'm happy. Mm-hmm. And my, my uh, guru would say, um, I'm ready to, uh, um, it's fine to stay, but I'm ready to go. Mm-hmm. I don't mind staying, I, I'm ready to go anytime. time. Mm-hmm. like, so no big deal, no psychology around mm-hmm. Um, death. Mm-hmm. No, um, no f- fear. No reaction. Peace in the in the face of death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is what I got from my great friend Ramdas, who's eighty six and had a stroke, and he's been very declined in his body and mind a little bit. You know. Yeah and uh I, I like
0: what you said the other day that he's been dying for 20 years yeah but because like we've all we're all in that experience but yeah. he's like made it obvious yeah. in this way you know it's like he's been dying for i think he's done a great yeah. work for yeah. us
1: for humanity yeah. and uh you know observing how he's stayed um free and contented in the face of a bodily decline mm. and inevitable death mm-hmm. you see and I, I said to him, like, thank you so much for just showing me, you know, this, how to go through a process of decline and death. And, um, you know, for me, and he, and he said, yeah, he said, um, this is, he said, it's just stuff us yogis have to go through. Yeah. You know, it's just stuff for us yogis. Mm-hmm. Not even that we have to go through, it's just, just stuff.
2: stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's stuff, you know, yeah. it's
1: like you like was saying, <laughs> It's <laughs> no big deal. It's nothing. Yeah. Know, the difficulties of human, just stuff mm-hmm. us yogis have. Yeah. And then he said to me, ah, long pause, he said, ah, ah contentment. Mm. Contentment mm. is the, so you're saying it's the secret mm. to be content in the midst of stuff. Mm. These these difficulties of life. But what I, how I perceive death, this feeling that I have, it's like, um, you know, a mother comes down and takes us in her arms and takes us home. Mm. I could feel that when my mother and father died, I can feel there was a great comfort coming mm-hmm. over them.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, my mother actually said, she says, isn't it wonderful, Mark? Nothing can hurt me now. Mm. She said that a little while before her death, you know, mm. she, I, I knew she was having some sort of commune with something. Deeply mm. uh, caring, deeply nurturing for her, and I saw her go into uh, some sort of um, peaceful realm, mm. you know, as, as her body declined and went away. Mm. So, I, look, life is nurturing, and every aspect of life is nurturing, including death. Mm. And everybody who's ever lived dies, and it's got to be okay. It's mm-hmm. part of the scheme. Yeah, things, you know. Like sex, like birth, it's all, it's all, it's got to be okay because that's how Mother Nature is functioning. That's Mm -hmm. how God is functioning. So that's what I, that's how I feel about death.
0: Beautiful. Mm. Thank you so much for just sharing what you share and taking this time. I'm very, very grateful that we've, our paths have crossed in this way and we've been getting to know each other a little bit. I'm
1: grateful for you too because what I've found when, my friends my students men and women uh, really get yoga for themselves and begin to experience yoga and what this great tradition is and then start talking about it in their own way in their own language to their own culture and their own experience you see that's no longer just the dude the tall white guy with some spiritual shtick, you know yeah. uh, i th- th- i'm relieved of that role mm-hmm. it's not there anymore i'm just a friend and then now many people have the great tradition of yoga and they're sharing it you see mm-hmm. so it takes it out of that yeah. idea of the special person mm-hmm. who's got the special spiritual thing that he can you know people are naturally suspicious of mm-hmm. validly suspicious of mm-hmm. so it takes it out of that that social dynamic yeah and so that's why I'm very grateful to you and others like you you know uh, people uh, my guru would say one look at you he said you're the hope of humanity Mm. because you won't you're not exploited by any belief system by any idea of a superior person Mm. to whom you're second to Mm. you know you're finished with all of that yeah that's why you're the hope of humanity Mm. because you're in your own ground in your own power you're a flower blooming in your own garden you mm-hmm. don't have to get into anybody else's garden mm-hmm. so that's why you are the hope of humanity so when people like you are around i'm relieved i'm not that you know that yeah phenomena anymore it's just <laughs> there's a great yoga that's been in the wisdom traditions of humanity for yeah. thousands of years and with great gratitude to a few people Krishna, mm-hmm. Macharya, Dasikha, uh, J. Jay Murti, and Yuji Krishnamurti, who especially, you know, refined to make sure yoga was each person's participation only mm. in reality itself.
0: yeah, Only.
1: Not a reaching for some ideal, mm-hmm. as if you're not already the power of the cosmos.
0: Right. Or that there needs to be some special circumstance that people yeah. can't do this in the midst of their own unique Exactly. lives and unique existence. So and that's those, something I really appreciate that you're transmitting. That's right. Transmitting. Tho,
1: those lives, uh, that collaboration of Krishnamacharya and uh, Krishnamurti clarified that. Yeah. For the rest of time, you know, for for in modern times for, for humanity. Hmm. And so I'm very grateful for that. And I'm very grateful for people like you getting that. And it's just, yoga is just like, can go everywhere now mm-hmm. in a non-hierarchical communication to all people everywhere mm-hmm. and it's it is the hope for humanity yeah. will get us out of the the problems that we're in now
0: yeah
2: hope so <laughs> no i will
1: <laughs> it's it's the necessary means by which we start cooperating with mother nature and in, in the ecologies of mother nature it's mm-hmm. how we're going to do it yeah i take care of this body this body is the wild this is mother nature this yeah. first action of ecologies looking after this uh, mother nature wildness here this body that is me and you yeah. and then going from there and fixing up all the other ecologies yeah that's, around. that's what we're going to do now yeah we're going to get the job done
0: amazing thanks
1: for helping yeah. me let's get the job done together
0: <laughs> let's get it done yeah. thank you so much thank you yeah so thank you for tuning in and listening and sending you all lots and lots of love and lots of respect and i'll see you soon thank you